The Coach T Show is presented by Turner Sports Training. T-S-T. Yeah. Hey. You know what time it is? Yeah. You know what time it is? <laughs> Some people are probably like, what time is it? You know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Hello, hello. Is this mic on? Hello, is this mic on? Hello, we are. Scoop. Guess what? We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Coach T Show again. Things are different this year on the Coach T Show. No longer the Coach T College Football Show. No longer the Coach T NFL Show. No longer the Coach T NBA Show. It's now all rolled into one big old Coach T sandwich that you could take a nice bite of. Um, and I'm actually very excited tonight. I've been talking about having this having this gentleman on for a long, long time. I th- his price went up, y'all. He, uh, he, he, he had a certain price last year. You know, I, I kind of I kind of pushed him to the side a little bit because we had other things going on. And he knows I got love for him. When I say push him aside, it's all jokes. But uh, his prices went up in 2022. So uh, I had to scrape some... some uh, Maybe I got, I don't know, maybe some cookies, maybe some, uh, I don't know, what, what do you like, Scoop? How do I pay you? You, you can think about that later on, but, uh, yeah. I got my main, <laughs> I got my main man, Scoot, here. Um, yeah, we actually coached together at Holbrook High School. Great guy, man. Great, great, great guy. And, uh, he's here to talk college football, really talks everything. Uh, before we even got on the show, he was talking a little bit of baseball. Um, I know that, 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 that. T hate to uh, sorry to uh, interrupt you, but that yeah, yeah. Final. winner Kansas City. Thank you, winner Kansas City. Look at that, Kansas first City, five. first Kansas five, City. Kansas City, Kansas City Royals, first five against the Chicago White Sox. Yes, sir. Yes, there sir. So, so that's a little preview right there. He he is uh he is officially the Coach Steve Vegas Insider. So, uh, that's a little taste of it. We will talk uh, majority of college football today. Um, just in terms of the big games, obviously it's Labor Day weekend. You know, last weekend was really the first week of college football officially, but everybody know it, college football really doesn't start until the big boys play. We got some big boys, some big ranked teams playing this weekend on Labor Day. So really excited about that. We'll hit on those games. Then we got a couple of low key games um, that we'll touch on. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, but before we get into everything, please tell the folks out there how you doing. No, I'm do- I'm doing great, and I'm I'm super excited to to finally make it on your show, and uh, uh, hopefully your listeners or our listeners now can maybe uh, use a little bit of this information. And uh, you know, ever who, who doesn't love having making a little money on the side? There you go, <laughs> there you go, man. You're lining people's pockets, or at least giving them some information uh, to maybe steer them away from from maybe a potential bad pick. That's always a good thing. Uh, no guarantees here. You guys know, especially from last year, uh, this is not a quote-unquote betting show, but we know this is the angle, and we know, again, when you're talking two teams that are, you know, in theory, closely matched like some of these games will be, you know, you, you want to try to find the edge. Uh, you want to try to find the advantage. So we're going to try to look for that tonight and try to tell you guys, at least from our perspective, you know, which team can edge out the other team. So first game, let's get right into it. First game we will talk about will be the Cincinnati Bearcats against the Arkansas Razorbacks. This game will be held at, yes, Razorback Stadium. This will be a 3.30 Eastern kickoff on Saturday. Um, 
we have what's the number here i i, I know it could be different but uh right now currently the number is arkansas they are seven point favorites over under is 52 points and you guys remember from last year again we'll reference some of the key quote-unquote trends uh but week week one you know it's kind of tough to get trends that actually pertain to this year so a lot of these trends at least this weekend will pertain to last year obviously cincinnati coming off of a, a incredible you know final four berth last year they went 13 and one uh by the way rit riddler ritter that's the riddler he looks rattler Rattler's the Oklahoma uh, No, now he's the former Oklahoma quarterback. Now he's the South Carolina quarterback. Yes. That's Spencer Rattler. Uh, I think it's Ritter. He looks really good for the Falcons. Like, really oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I know it's preseason, but he looks really good. Oh, Ritter uh, from Cincinnati. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Ritter from Cincinnati. Yes. I know I kind of bounce around. You, you, you'll learn <laughs> that, school. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so Cincinnati obviously had a great year last year, magical year, ended with a loss to uh, eventual national title winners, Alabama. Uh, but they went 13-1 and last year. Their last home – I'm sorry, the last nine road games, talking about Cincinnati, they are 8-1 and one straight up. On the flip side, Arkansas, in their last nine games at home, they are 8-1. and one. So got a little bit of, you know, um, iron versus iron there. Then Arkansas in their last six games overall, they are 5-1. and one. If you remember correctly, Arkansas last year had a great start. Um, then they had a couple tough opponents in the middle of the year. And then they finished strong. So, you know, both of these teams, a lot of question marks. I know the side that I'm taking, um, but I want to hear from you, Scoot, and you can start us off here. How do you feel about this game? It could be a long-winded. It could be, it could be quick-winded, however you're feeling about Cincinnati-Arkansas, number 23 versus number 19 matchup. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is this is a great matchup to start the season. I mean, one thing you you have to realize with uh, the, the Bearcats and and Coach Fickle is they're they're not afraid to go outside their conference now and and play with some some big boys to kick this off. Um, you know, get getting the playoff appearance last year. Obviously, like you you stated earlier, losing Ritter is a huge loss. But they do return thirteen starters this year, eight on offense and uh, five on five really on defense. Where their, their defense was phenomenal last year. I believe they had uh, with their their corner Sauce Gardner, Ahmad Sauce Gardner. He's now in the NFL. He was a number fourth overall pick to the Jets, I From believe. Detroit. It was yes, sir, to the yes. Jets. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you're, they, they lost they lost quite a bit on the defensive side of the ball. But you know, Coach Fickle is a defensive minded coach. Uh, the Bearcats now, in my opinion, they're they're one of those teams that aren't in the Power Five, but yet I still believe that they're 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 able to recruit Power Five talent. So I'm anxious to see how these guys are going to do. Obviously, it, it, this is a tough game going into Arkansas's backyard. Um, it, it's going to, for me, it's going to lay all on the offense, uh, offensive side early. Do they have? Well, who's this quarterback going to be? And is he going to be able to? You know, he's not going to be uh, anywhere near Ritter to start. But right. you know, c- can he keep them in the ball game, manage the game? I don't know enough about them offensively at this time or who they're going to have under center. This is a game I'll definitely stay away from. Um, in terms of uh, laying anything, so, uh, but w- one one trend that I did come across was Cincinnati is eight and two against the spread in their last ten games on the road in September. So we got say Cincinnati traveling. Please, please say that again, Scoop. That's important. Yes. Cincinnati is eight and two against the spread in the last ten games on the road in the month of September. So I mean that yeah. that applies. That that's mm-hmm. that's an early trend that uh, 
that that's hard hard to you know balk at. So yep. um, on the flip side of that, I'll, I'll jump real quickly over to Arkansas, and I believe Arkansas is five and zero against the spread their last two years in September. So you got two you got two trends right here that something's gonna something's gonna go. <laughs> someone's putting a, someone's getting a loss. <laughs> exactly. In the trend. Yeah, one of those trends will be uh, will be bucked, as they say. Um, and, and that also goes in line with what we talked about a little earlier. The last nine road games for Cincinnati, they've won eight of them. Last nine home games for Arkansas, they've won eight of them. So, again, you got trends on both sides that are going head and head head to head right now, which is uh, will be intriguing, to say the least. Uh, the coaching matchup uh, that I want people to understand, too, let's take a look at. You got Luke Fickle, who is, I mean, arguably outside of, you know, I guess irregardless of what level of football you're talking about, one of the best coaches out there, at least regarded as such for Cincinnati. And then you got a young, well, I guess I don't know if it's young, but up and coming coach, uh, Sam Pittman for yes. uh, for Arkansas. So just to make a, uh, a pick, I really like Arkansas solely because, Scoop, solely because I, I know what I'm getting at the very least at the quarterback spot. Um, you have, who do we have a quarterback for uh, Cincinnati? I'm sorry, Dominic. Cincinnati, Arkansas. You have KJ Jefferson. That's who it is. Yeah, he's a load. He's a lot a load. of people, now it's, it's tough to make comparisons like this, but a lot of people compare him at least size, um, size of quarterback to another quarterback kind of similar in size that also played in the SEC, Cam Newton. Okay, I don't think he has necessarily that ability, especially that ability to uh, to run and be as much of an athlete. But I mean, that's that's a load to take down. Um, he had an incredible year last year. He's back this year. You hit on it. We don't know who's going to play quarterback, who's going to be under center, I guess, in shotgun for for Cincinnati. So that's a huge question mark. You're talking college football at any level, but especially college football. You want to start off on the right foot against a ranked opponent. You need good quarterback play. I know I can count on the quarterback. KJ Jefferson of Arkansas, and he'll be at home. So I'm rolling with uh, Arkansas here. All right, school. So that that's how I feel about the game, um, and I feel pretty strongly about that. Uh, and I know you are not playing this game. It's not one of your one of your picks. But if you had to, who would you take? Would you take Cincinnati or would you take Arkansas, and why? I'm gonna piggyback your whole talk about the the strength in this game, and I'm gonna go with the quarterback as well. We know what we're getting with KJ Jefferson. Uh, team high at 664 yards rushing, also throwing for 2,676 more yards. Uh, he did lose his, you know, a stud receiver in Traylon Burks to the first round pick in the NFL draft as well. But we know what you know what they're getting there. Um, I will state to uh, our listeners and you that I am a contrarian better, which means that I, I am very heavy towards dogs. If I can't, if I don't feel good about that. Um, then I just I pass. Um, but in this game, like you said, if I had to take a pick, if I do take favorites, it's usually early on in the season as well. Um, and I would lean Arkansas. Okay. Yep. And uh, from the uh, betting side of it, I think this number be started at or opened at around seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Open at seven is currently at six, which means that there's you know a little bit of money on Cincinnati. So. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see how this thing plays out. I'm going to see okay. what Cincinnati looks like to start the season. Yeah, it, at the at the very end of the day, it'll be one of those games where you know, if, you know, if you're on the couch mid afternoon on Saturday, it's one of those games you know you can lock in and uh, you're going to see some entertaining football. So I'm excited for that one. Next one we're going to talk about number eleven. I don't know why I can't say that. Next one we'll talk about is the number <laughs> eleven 
Oregon Ducks versus the number three Georgia Bulldogs. Them dogs. Uh, a couple trends on this game, at least on my end. Oregon in their last 14 games, I guess that dates back to the, maybe the last year, maybe a few games um, two years ago, dating back to it. Uh, in their last 14 games, Oregon has won 10 of those straight up. Um, but in their last 19 games, they are 6-13 and 13 against the spread. That's key. Georgia in their last 19 games, they won 18 of them. Obviously, you know, winning the uh, and actually made a mistake. I said Alabama won the national title last year. I, don't, I guess I'm just used to that scoop because <laughs> I feel yeah, like I Alabama wins <laughs> every year. But actually, Georgia won. So I want to give props where they are due. Uh, so their last 19 games, Georgia has won 18 of them straight up. They're hard to beat. Uh, and the total has gone under in eight of Georgia's last 11 games. And to that point, you may have something a little more um, for this trend. But I think if I heard correctly, I don't, I don't know where I heard this stat. I'm on Twitter all the time, so maybe I got it from there. But Georgia, when they play a top 10 team, especially early in the season, a lot of those, a lot of those games go under. Um, and they actually win by an average of, I think it was 16 and a half, 17 points against top 10 teams in their last, you know, handful of games. I think it was even the last seven, eight games they played against top 10 teams, uh, low scoring games. And typically they win those games by a good amount. Obviously, Alabama last year in the SEC title game, you know, didn't go their way. But obviously they were able to get the the vengeance and able to get revenge when it mattered most in the national title game. But Georgia, they're, they're, they're strong. Um, against ranked teams is the reason why they're 17 and a half point favorites. But talk about this game, any angles you see, um, anything you like. Well, with uh, to start with there, with well, just to, to kind of piggyback off of what you said, T, with the unders here, I'm, I'm seeing a team trend in Georgia. They're 13 and five to the under the last five years at home in conference games. I believe this this game is, is, is uh, and that's conference games. And maybe that's what what your trend was talking I didn't hear it all the mm. whole thing of what you said but in the SEC conference games you know let's just let's face it we all know this is a little better brand of football better better mm-hmm. defenses you know, and and uh so that that that's not going to apply to this week obviously as well any anything with any home it's, it's a neutral side game I it's believe a neutral it's in Atlanta game, yeah I was going to say yeah, that so, you, you hit it on the head it's it's, it's uh in Atlanta, it's at the Falcon Stadium, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 2.30 Central Time kickoff on Saturday. Mercedes-Benz right. Stadium, George- yeah, neutral. We have Georgia coming back. You know, they've got 10 returning starters, seven on offense, only three on defense. I mean, they just had – they, they put on an Alabama-type defense. performance at the NFL draft with all, all the guys that they had going mm-hmm. uh, on the defensive side of the ball that were drafted. Uh they're just their 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 pipeline isn't running dry, man. I mean, they're they're a, a top three class again, recruiting wise. Uh, I mean, how, how do you seventeen points though? Is some it's it's too rich for my blood at the, at this moment. <laughs> or Oregon is you know Oregon's gonna come. They're they're gonna counter with with a the team that you know is is led by a first year coach. So you got to give the coaching edge to Kirby Smart. And the defending champions, um, you know, Will Muschamp as their defensive coordinator. Um, you know, our, our 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 listeners don't know what you know. They do know. You just you spoke that we coach high school football. I'm on the defensive side, so that's always something that catches my eye. I'm always going to look first and foremost the defensive side of the ball. And every team that we talk about, and every team that I watch, that's what I do. 
Um, so I'm a, I'm a Will Muschamp fan. He's he's had success uh, in the past. Kirby Smart, obviously, you know the successes he had as a defensive coordinator at Bama. You know before he landed this Georgia job, hundred um, million dollar man. Yeah, I mean, so he's I mean, like <laughs> the rich get richer. That's what we'll be we say about all all four of these top teams: mm. Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's rinse and repeat every year. So, uh, one thing I am interested with in Oregon is their transfer quarterback, Bo Nix, from the SEC, Auburn yes. Tigers. Yes. Um, so, you know, he struggled at times off and on at Auburn. Probably didn't have the type of career that, that he expected or that he was, you know, touted to have. So, uh, and he has I some mean, familiarity what, against yeah, Georgia. What, 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 you know, what better way to what better way to go out is to uh, you know put a little scare into Georgia in the opener. They got nothing to lose. They are ranked, you know, they're ranked eleventh. That's strong. But uh, I think Georgia and and Georgia comes back with their starting quarterback. Everything I've read on Georgia, though, they're they're, they're still doubting that guy. He's been doubted his whole career. I like him, and they're man. still. I like yeah, him. They're they're, I like they're him. still doubting him. So. I, I, I would lean Georgia to win the game. I don't know about covering the 17. I wouldn't be surprised if they blow them out. But right. you never know. You, you, they play you, it. you definitely never know. Uh, Stetson Bennett is a quarterback for Georgia. Um, and actually another uh, connection between these two teams. The new head coach for Oregon, Dan Lanning. He's a former defensive coordinator for Georgia. He was their D.C. last year. And now has there been replaced with, Mil, uh, with Will Muschamp. Formerly uh, the University of Florida head coach, which uh, we'll, we'll talk about Florida a little bit. They got a nice little matchup coming up this weekend, but uh, we're, we're going to wrap this game up, man. We don't have much uh, to talk about in terms of picking a side or anything like that. Again, it's just one of those games where I'm just I, I fans know I, I, I'm a huge Pac-12 West Coast fan. I don't know why I've always been that way. I, I'm a, You'd say you're a defensive guy. I'm an offensive guy. I always like bunch of points high scoring type of games um and i know the pac-12 you know they, they have shootouts you know and um in oregon's one of those teams where they're kind of known for shootouts but if you actually look in between the lines you kind of uh research some of the numbers they're actually a especially in the last five to ten years they're more of a defensive minded team they're more of like a they almost are like the antithesis of the, the, the traditional pac-12 team uh, they can still win shootouts, things like that. But to me, they more so represent or kind of um, look resemble one of the teams that are in a maybe a Big Ten or, um, you know, maybe even closer to the SEC side than they are Pac-12. Only in the sense that, again, they can play defense. They put defensive players out. You saw Thibodeau uh, for the Giants. Um, and they seem like they always got a D lineman that goes high in the draft. Um, and they just do a really good job on defense. And they're, and they're a tough team. You know, don't let the jerseys yeah. and the swag fool you. Like they, they can play tough ball. You see what they did to, I think it was uh, was it Ohio State last year? You know, yeah. Uh, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, beat so beat, beat Ohio State, Ohio State uh, in the horseshoe. Beat yep, and they and they beat them running the ball. Go watch that game film. They were running the ball. So, uh, you know, their reputation precedes them a little bit. I, I, I I'm like you. I think this number is too large, uh, but. What I've learned is you feel like it's too large. It's something about them boys in Vegas. They know a little something. So um, I would actually ride with the Georgia Bulldogs. Because I feel like even after coming off a national title, there's still some sense of we are doubted. 
Um, and they got to replace a lot on the defensive side. But again, we go back to it. What can you count on? I can count on the coaching. I can count on the quarterback. Um, and I can count. I know the run game is going to be strong. You know, they, they can plug and play with with receivers. And I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Uh, so it's kind of tougher with a low scoring game to cover a number like this. But I don't know. I'm going with it. It's a large number. I'm going with it. Um, you're probably going to hate me for that. You're going to call me a rookie or a square <laughs> scoop. But I'm just going with Georgia here because I feel like they can actually do it. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to bet against Georgia. I mean, their numbers are always inflated. Um, the, the line has I, I want to say early on in the year when these when the numbers were posted, I'm pretty sure that it was Georgia minus 13. So it has gone up four points since mm. it was, since it was posted. It and I can't makes me the, want to get off of it. <laughs> I can't tell you the exact time that you know when it did come out uh, to the public, but. Uh, that's that's a four point four point swing. You're right. Four You're right. Swing. You're right. Actually, I take that back. I, I really like Georgia. Um, I hate going against myself, especially when I just made a pick what feels like 30 seconds ago. But um, and I'm probably even shooting myself in the foot. But I'm actually going to go with Oregon. Now that you said that, a four point ooh, swing ooh, is just I too like much. that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you know yeah. School four points is just too much. You know, and you're right. A lot of the public, they're on Georgia. Their numbers inflated. I mean, it, it was supposed to be a 13, 13 and a half, two score game. Now you're talking a three score game. That's a big difference. And especially a 17 and a half. You know, obviously, I, I do think Georgia is going to win this game. You're talking outright winner. But if we're talking the number like 17 and a half points, that means they basically they got to win by 20, 21. They got to win by three scores. That's a lot in a game that we, we feel is going to be a low scoring game. Unless Oregon is just not going to score. Which could happen. It's a possibility. Um, I mean, I, I think if they're scoring, a, a, you know, 14, 21 points, you know, it's going to be hard to, for Georgia to cover that, uh, you know, that triple digit, triple digit, three score win yeah. that they got to get in uh, in this matchup against the number. So I, Georgia wins, but Oregon covers. Okay. And then I, I can respect that. The, here's what will keep me off of, of Oregon. I, I need to see. You know, Mario, you talked about Oregon's physicality, the way they ran the ball. That's that's Mario Cristobal. He's no longer sure. there. That's an mm-hmm. offensive line coach. You know, that's that, that's their head coach, our offensive lineman, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I need to see a first-year coach, and I need to see what Lanning's going to bring to the table. Uh, what kind of offense are they going to be? Um, and so, to me, again, it's a, it's a wait and see. Uh, I'll definitely be tuned in. I may, I may see what... what uh, I want to see what Bo, I want to see what Bo Nix is going to do, and you know, and uh, I'm off it though. But like yeah. you said, gun, gun to my head. I mean, I'll take the 17 points with you too. We'll see there what happens. We go. I'll, I'll roll, gun I'll to your it. head. He's not taking it, but if he had to, he would ride with Coach T. So I'm, I'm rolling with that. I like that. Uh, Bo Nix. I was never a huge fan of him. Um, actually, it leaves a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. The fact that he is the starting quarterback for Oregon, but Bo Nix, get it done. Give me one game. <laughs> All right, one give game. me one game. All right, let's hey, let's uh, lose by fourteen. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep yeah, lose by fourteen. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm down with that. Fourteen is good. Bad. Hey, good teams win. Great teams cover. That's, That's right. What I've been told. That's um, all right. Scoop. Get into one of the games that you actually hit on. That 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 you're actually playing. Let's get into one of the games that you're actually playing. That you love. That you have a side on. Tell us about that. The first game you want to talk about. Okay. Uh. Well. I'm. I'm sure this is gonna to hurt you a little bit. I'm gonna hit mm. you where hit you in the heart, buddy. 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I played. I went into the ten. I, you don't usually get in a Big Ten matchup this early in the season, and I'm. Uh, oh. I took boy, the Fighting Illini and Coach <laughs> Bielum. Love the way. Big Brad. I love the way. Rock. I do. I love the way mm-hmm. they run the ball. Uh, obviously, uh, this is an early again, an early conference game that you just don't see very often. Um, it's, it's for to me, it's it's simple. The Hoosiers had a win total. I'm gonna go back to last year, and I know that's last year, and this is a new season. But the win total for last year, uh, the futures play for the Hoosiers were under, or it was it was set at eight. The win total was eight. And for whatever reason, I could not get to my book quick enough to get it in because I had to put <laughs> I would have put my house on it that they would have been under and I would have won, but I was not able to get that bet in. They so, finished thirteenth uh, in the Big Ten last year. Yeah, so, that even I mean, possible. Gosh, jeez. How do you? I mean, how do you not love Tom Allen? I, I, obviously, we're, we're we're coaching Indiana. You went to Indiana. We have other coaches on staff that we coach with that went to Indiana. I, I love the guy, but I, I mean, you can't, you know, you're not betting. I'm not betting with my heart, my man. So, uh, hey, Antoine Randall ain't walking through that door. No, right. I just, <laughs> I, don't, I just don't see them. I, I look at that roster. I don't see anything that, that, how can they be better to me? They lost the quarterback that gave them any type of success. Yep. He's now at, at Washington. Washington. Right. Yep. He went to Washington. Uh, What's his name again? Pen- Pendrick? Pendrick? Pennix. Michael Pennix. Yep. Pennix. Pennix. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't see how how are they gonna get how they get any better. And, and oh, to your point, also, to your point, school, not not to jump ahead of you, sorry. To your point, okay. Indiana Hoosiers last year in Big Ten play, they averaged a little over 10 points a game last year right. in conference play. That's not good, people. That is Terrible. not good. That is not good. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So another reason why I like this game, Illinois has already got a, a has a game under their belts, and and and, yes. and then they won in an impressive fashion. I know mm-hmm. I know it's a it's a it was a Wyoming team that uh, there's not there you know there's nothing to write home about, but hey they they dominated them. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that we always talk as a coaches. Your your biggest improvements are going to be from week one to week two. Mm-hmm. I'm already getting week two with the, with Illinois. You're not getting mm-hmm. that week two with with IU. They're fresh out. You know they're fresh off the bus. Mm-hmm. You're you're here you know, open up in week one, and I I just feel, I just I, I think that line's off. I, I don't I don't think uh, Illinois should be catching points. So I took I, the points. I took three points, and I'm and I'm rolling with the, see, with the yeah. look. I I wouldn't take this game just out of off GP. The fact that I mean I went to Indiana, but looking at it from a uh, ten thousand foot lens. I would take Illinois as well. Um, like you said, they have already played a game. Chase Brown, their running back, is explosive, man. He had 150 yards last week, eight yards of carry, two touchdown. Their quarterback is Tommy DeVito, who was formerly, I mean, all these guys are formerly nowadays. Everybody's transferring, but he started his career right. at Syracuse. Um, and Illinois' defense, they only allowed uh, Wyoming's quarterback to throw he completed five passes out of 20 attempts. He had an interception. He only threw for 30 yards. 30 yards in a college game. So their their, their defense seems like uh, you know, they have the chance to be legit. And Indiana got a lot of question. I I, I, I still don't know who's gonna play quarterback for him. I I guarantee if you ask Tom Allen, he doesn't know right now. Uh, I know Indiana got the transfer from Missouri. 
who's supposed to be, you know, all that. They got Tuttle, who's a former four star, but I mean, you're transferring for a reason. Talking about the Mizzou quarterback. Um, you're a four star. You haven't played any significant minutes for a reason. So that shows me that these guys are hype, but are they actually, you know, are they actually worth their salt? I don't know. We will see. And it's and that's again, that's another question mark at a key spot, the quarterback. And their Indiana's gonna be at home. A lot of pressures on you. First game at home in Illinois. Like you said, they are they already got a win under their belt. They've already hit another team in another color jersey. So it ain't nothing to them to now go what is what? I don't know. Maybe a four or five hour drive. It ain't that far from uh Champaign to Bloomington. And uh and they're and they're catching three points. And three points to me stinks. Like to me, that that's got a fishy smell to it where you're a home team and you're only favored by three. To me, that's just a traditional number, just two even teams you know one team's at home give them three points like to me they're even it's basically a pick them so i'm going against my hoosiers sorry hoosier faithful don't get too upset with me but i really do like illinois with the plus three and truth be told i like them to win this game what one more quick thing too t we talked about i i said about their roster you know not really really seeing anything that they upgraded what what i'm what i have right in front of me is that they, they have their highest rated class ever 30th per uh, 24-7 sports, but mm. that, they, the majority of those were transfer portals, which which everyone's hitting the transfer portal. We, we know that. So to me, the biggest thing, though, as well, is a large turnover of the coaching staff. And it's it's not the same cast that were there when they had their season, when they won, what, what they win, six, seven games that won two years ago? Yep, I think six games. Even, yep, in the, in okay, the so abbreviated year. Yeah. yeah, and they, and for, you know, they had a good year, and then they they just collapsed last year, and yep. coaches jump ship. You got new coaches. You got a bunch of. You don't have just Indiana guys. You got, you have, uh, you know, you have guys that are portal guys. Yeah. Yep. yep. Buy in early. You know, they buy in fast enough. You got a, you got a I, lot I like of transplants. I like my yes. Yep. I, I like you. Got a lot of transplants coming to Bloomington from the coaching staff to the transfers. Um, you know, one consistent is, is Tom Allen. And uh, truth be told, I mean, we feel like he's a good coach. We think he's a good coach. Everyone tells us he's a good coach. I believe he's a good coach, but we'll see this year. We will see, man. Maybe a make or break in Bloomington. Make a break a year for Tom Allen in Bloomington, Indiana. And you know one right, thing, what? Real yeah. quick about Tom Allen. I mean, the guy's not, he can't be, he's not on the hot seat. I mean, he, no. he's, he's no. the best thing that's ever happened to IU. You know, since since back in the days when uh, you played Mallory, for, uh, yes, Coach Mallory. Mallory I mean, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, oh. I mean, who who else you gonna get at Indiana? <laughs> Unless right. they want to call me. I mean, they 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 could, they could pay me time, half a Tom <laughs> Allen salary. I'll take it. <laughs> Would you take it with you? <laughs> I'll take you. Yeah, heck okay. yeah, man. Right, You're a heck of a coach, all right. man. Uh, all right, like it. <laughs> <laughs> What's another game you got, man? I know you got something else on your slate. All right. There's one, another one. Uh, it's North Carolina versus Appalachian State. And I took Appalachians plus one. Ooh, so this is like the reverse uh, of what we just talked about for Illinois. Because North Carolina, they've already played a game. They played FAMU last week. Um, did not cover. And now they're here for their second game of the year versus a team in App State who I don't think they played last week. I don't think they State did. did not play. Yes. Okay. So perfect. All right. 
So talk about that game. I just love, you know, I just love the way I, I love Appalachian State. I love the way they play. They're 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 also there's still that one where you know they're they're not that obviously they're not in the power five, but they've had so much success well before they even became the division one team that they you know that they currently are now. They won national they won titles. Yeah, you can always look back when they what do you always remember when they beat Michigan in the big house mm-hmm. years and years ago. I just like the way Appalachian State plays. I look at this again, UNC has lost a ton, losing the quarterback. Losing multiple, uh, you know, weapons that he had, a couple running backs there in the NFL, a couple wide receivers that he had. Uh, Mac Brown is the head coach. I like him. He's in his fourth year over there. They they they're returning thirteen starters, five on offense, eight on defense. All right, so now you see. To me, the bigger the bigger issue is how's this quarterback going to fare? No longer do you have Sam Howell back there slinging the rock around, running, you know, making plays with his feet. So. I, I did not catch that game. I didn't watch it. The Florida AM game. I don't know what the final score was. I don't even look at that. I just I picked this out. I saw it. It caught my eye. I feel again you're getting some value with Appalachian State. I believe and you know it's at Appalachian State. That's gonna play mm-hmm. a factor as well, in my in my opinion. And uh if I could catch some points with Appalachian State at home, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's it's uh it's funny because this, at least according to the score app that I use, um, actually, this line opened as the Tar Heels two and a half point underdogs, and now they are one point favorite. So does does that turn you off at all? Does that factor into anything? Talk about that. Well, I love it. The fact of the matter is, it's going the right way, which means mm. your your uh, your pros are putting the money on uh, Appalachian State, and it's turned it. So gotcha. gotcha, I like it. Makes so I'm, I'm 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 trending in the right direction currently. Is, is what we like to say. So uh, hey, at the at the at the very least, and we'll find this a lot when you're on the show. This gives me intrigue, or at least something to watch for when it comes to this game, because this game was not on my radar by any means. And I love North Carolina. I love their offense. I love uh, their offensive coordinator Phil Longo. I've actually, stolen a couple plays from him, and. uh you know, the quarterback they had last year, or the last three, four years, Sam Howell. I loved him. I think he'll do really well for, for the commanders. Uh, but I wasn't paying attention to this game. And now if I got a chance to watch this game, you maybe in the fourth quarter when it kind of matters the most, I'll turn this one on and I'll be rooting for you, Scoop. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's get to one of the other major games before we get back to some of your, uh, some of your picks here. We got to talk about Notre Dame and Ohio State. A huge matchup. Yeah. You talk about the, the two biggest teams, honestly, the two biggest brands in college football in the Midwest. You're probably talking about these two teams. All right, just some trends on this game. And again, these trends, you know, may not pertain too much to uh to this matchup since you know this is obviously game one of 2022. Uh, but Notre Dame in their last five road games, they are five and oh. Um, and in the last eight games on the road, the fighting Iris are seven and one against the spread. Uh, Ohio State, they are 5-0 straight up in their last five home games. And in their last 11 games, they've won 10 of them. Um, and I think that one loss was to who we spoke about uh, previously. That was to Oregon. So, uh, I, and I know I, I text you, uh, text you, school what, right before the, the podcast tonight? Talked mm-hmm. about Notre Dame since 1992. They are 1-17 against top 10 teams. So that doesn't bode too well for Notre Dame. 
talk about this game. I, I don't I don't think you have a side for it, but just talk about maybe what intrigues you about this matchup. Hundred uh, percent. I am. A, I love Ohio State. Uh, I just love the way they play, man. What uh, mm-hmm. w- one thing that I'm really excited about this year? Uh, they they return 14 starters, six on offense, eight on defense. It's it's the it's the defensive side of the ball. They signed. They brought over Jim Knowles, the DC, formerly of Oklahoma State. Yes. And basically. You know, they, he's big on the uh, the four two five, which we currently run in our high school our high school defense, mm-hmm. which we watch a ton of Oklahoma State stuff. I just love the guy. I want to see now. I want to see his type of defense and how it translate translates over with with these blue chip freaking recruits that that Ohio State gets in year mm-hmm. in and year out. And also, he did bring over. I know I read this. Their safety from Oklahoma State, Tanner McAllister. Started 16 games for uh, Knowles at Oklahoma State. He came over to Ohio State as, as well. Right. So, again, like we said, the rich get richer, man. C.J. Stroud, quarterback, he's going to be up for the Heisman. Actually, I think he is chalk right now. We may talk a little bit about that about the Heisman uh, race a little later. We talked about possibly. Uh, but you got Stroud. You've got, geez. Jigba, uh, I think is his name. Oh, oh they, uh, uh, Henderson. I think it's Henderson. You got Smith and Jobby. Yep. School record reception last year. He's back. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous the the Trav- amount of talent that they. Travion Henderson they, is, is the is the running back. Sorry to cut you off. Yes, Travion Tra- Tra- Henderson. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Twelve hundred forty-eight yards, fifteen touchdowns last year. Offensive line, you know, um, guys that are NFL caliber guys. They got NFL caliber across the board. It's just how that that they, how they roll. How about how, um, how about this name for you, Scoop? Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. That's Jr. fantastic. Got he, him he's too. over there. <laughs> yep. They got guys. I man. Not, it's Ohio State. Yep. I didn't. He, he wasn't in the little write up that I that I was looking at. Well, yeah, he cool. actually he oh, actually I, I take it back right here. Marvin Harrison Jr. as well as Julian Fleming and Amika Egbuka were all five star recruits. All of them, and Julian Fleming was a he. Fleming was a number one player coming out of high school, and when he graduated, I think twenty nineteen, so, maybe twenty twenty. So they got guys. He don't even start for him. Think about that. I got a question for you, T. Do you think this this wide receiver core is better than the Bears? <laughs> <laughs> they- I would say yes. I would lean yes. <laughs> you really think that, huh? Damn, man. I mean, come on. We talk about the Bears. They're not known for their receivers. My Let's poor Bears. My poor Bears. Oh. Poor bears. Hey, they're oh. better than my Lions re- receiving core. I'll take yeah. these guys in a heartbeat. Trust you me. You know, here's what I love about about Ohio State. Eleven and two last year, with like you said, the one loss with Oregon at the beginning of the year, and then losing, the, you know, their to their heated rival. Finally, Jim Harbaugh gets the <laughs> monkey off his back and he's able to knock off Ohio State, keeps them out of the playoff for the first time in I don't know how many years. A, a, a couple of a few years when they're you know they've been they were a playoff staple along with alabama there for a while mm-hmm. so i mean 11 and 2 is still a top five ranking and a rose bowl victory and a hell of a game against utah if you remember that last year yeah, 45 I mean, 48 yep. oh what what a game which <laughs> we'll talk about maybe a little bit later here i i i sprinkled a little bit on ohio state to win the national championship at four to one uh mm. It's a kind of a somewhat of a chalky play. They're 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 I think they're they're second highest behind Alabama. 
So um, I had money on Ohio State last year as well to win the national title. They need to make the playoff. So I, I went to the well again, and I'm hoping uh, they at least can get to the playoff and, and give me a little bit of hope there. So yeah, uh, if, if you do that five straight years, you're, you're bound to hit on it three out of five times at least with Ohio State. Yeah. And everybody says, oh, hey, great pick. Oh, that's real hard. But I got something <laughs> for you. I got something for you a little bit later the podcast here that I like it. Maybe I like it. Get some, maybe get some people fired up. And then real quickly, <laughs> over, I'm going to run over to Notre Dame real quick. And, and I was going to say, we're not showing any love to the Fighting no, Irish, man. I don't like it. I like Notre Dame, man. I, I love Marcus Freeman. I love he got the opportunity to become the head coach there. I love mm-hmm. the fact that players stood up for him and, and, and basically pounded their chest and put their foot down and said, hey, if, if, if it ain't, if he's not here, if he's not the guy, we're, we're not staying here. And so you yep. got to respect him. Yep. Yep. And he's going video, now against his alma mater. Yeah. And I mean, in that video, like, I'm sure you saw it when it went viral of those guys, you know, when he, when he got the news that, that, he became the head coach and he let those guys know. And man, that brought, gave me goosebumps, man. And brought tears to my eyes about just how that had to make him feel about how much mm-hmm. love he had, you know, he was getting from those guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've, 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 I've talked to you before. I, I was a long time Notre Dame fan growing up, huge Notre Dame fan, uh, back with the days of, you know, uh, you know, Lou Holtz and those boys <laughs> went that a long time ago. Yes. They've been terrible when, uh, against, uh, you know, AP top 10 teams. All right. So I, I think it's time to make a pick on this Notre Dame, Ohio state game. Um, one of the things I'm looking at, not that it matters much. It's always funny, you know, cause you hear when you're a player, <clears throat> you hear people talk about these type of things and you're thinking, dude, that doesn't, <laughs> that don't matter. Uh, but maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe I, you know, as I get older and I'm doing this show, maybe it does matter. Um, what I'm talking about is, uh, Coach Freeman for Notre Dame, he played fo- college football at Ohio State. So that's his alma mater. Um, so he's going against his former team there. We actually played against him in, in college. Uh, that's how I know I'm getting a little older, man. Uh, he was a good player. Uh, but so he's, he's, he's gone, going back to his old stomping grounds in Columbus, Ohio. Um, you know, again, I, Notre Dame does not fare well since 1992, you know, a long time. Uh, against uh, top five, top ten teams, you know they normally get blown out of the water. Um, still a great program, still a great team. We, you know we know all the hoopla about Notre Dame. They still are in Notre Dame, uh, but I think some of that luster, you know, it's all for a reason. Some of that shine is all for a reason. Ohio State, they got all the pieces you need, and this is a reoccurring theme. It feels like for this episode, but. You talk about something you can count on. I can count on the quarterback for Ohio State. He could be the Heisman winner. Okay, I could count on the running back, a potential NFL first-round pick. You know, you know they got first-round picks at some point in time at the receiver spot. Um, and then Jim knows, as you hit on, probably the the most unsung signing of of last year. Um, I guess this offseason. Because uh, he did a wonderful, phenomenal job at, at Oklahoma State for Coach Gundy. And uh, I, I know because last year I watched a lot of Oklahoma State games. They were one of the teams that I picked early in the year uh, to have a really good year. And then it came to fruition. So um, shout out to Jim Knowles. Shout out to uh, to Coach Ryan Day. They got a great thing going there. And uh, I don't see Notre Dame being able to slow that train or, uh, you know, change the trend of them not playing well against top five top 10 teams especially with this game being played at uh 
the horseshoe is that what they call it so uh yeah, yeah. yeah at the horseshoe so abc this is a night game i really love that night game for you're gonna have a lot of drunk college fans uh cheering <laughs> on their team uh, they may do a white out they may do a red out they may do something like that but i'm really excited for this game and i and i heard some recent quotes from ryan day uh you know about his team they, they are ready they are ready for a special year and he said verbatim quote that season that special season starts september 3rd against notre dame so that guy you talk about goose you know goosebumps on your skin that gave me that and i think they're ready for a phenomenal year and uh i gotta take the buckeyes so 17 points at home i'm taking that all right well i said i'm here already I've talked about how much I love Ohio State, how I sprinkled money on them to win the national championship. You don't win the national championship at week one, right? I got a, <laughs> I got a trend for you, T. All right, Hit me. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna hold it here for a second though. Number two versus number five, seventeen point spread. Mm. Wow, wow. I saw a presser with Freeman the other day. Not many coaches speak of the point spread. He was told, how do you feel about 17 points? He said, 17 points, huh? Well, I guess I'm going to have to talk to that. I'm going to have to have a talk with, with the guys about that. Mm. And, you know, before you, you could talk about the gambling, you could talk about numbers. It was taboo. Now it's an everyday occurrence. Mm. I love it. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, those guys know. Don't, don't, don't tell me a team doesn't know how, how many, you know what they are as an underdog. They know. They're gonna know. Here's the big one. Ohio State is two and thirteen against the spread their last fifteen games as the AP number two in the country. And I'm gonna ride that trend. I'm gonna ride that trend. And I'm not saying go crazy on it. Sprinkle a little bit. I'm, I'm gonna take Notre Dame in the points. Would you sprinkle any on the money money line for Notre Dame? Just a little bit. A little sprinkle. No, no. I think Ohio State wins the game. I think they've got too much, but I think I think Notre Dame. Is going to play inspired. They're going to they're going to keep this number. They'll, they'll keep it under the number for a cover. I just okay. don't, I don't see them maybe being able to win this game. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. What other games do you have, man? Let's let's hit on one of the games that again that you've played, um, that you've laid the number. You taking the points already? Let's okay. So uh, I, I gave you two dogs that I like to win outright, but I'm going to go now on the uh, favorite side, and it's mm. the B- BYU Cougars. Uh, traveling to South Florida, uh, I man BYU another another just team that we talked about that just likes to pound the rock. Man, they play a physical brand of football on both sides. They just love to line up though and just run downhill at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got 19 returning starters, eight on offense, 11 on defense. I think they're ranked 25th in the country. You know, led yep. by. Kalani Sataki in his seventh year at the helm. That's a long time. It's, you know, a, 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 play, a, a former player of BYU. Yeah, they lost. You know, they they lose. They lost Zach Wilson to the NFL, and they hardly missed the beat though. And they still won ten games last year. Hmm. So, I, I like they they play in they they play in a pretty good conference. Actually, is BYU BYU is that is independent or are they in the conference now? They're independent. They won yeah. the myth because they said they won a mythical Pac-12 championship as the Cougars swept through Arizona, Utah, Arizona State, Washington State, and USC. Yeah. Yep, yep. So they're they're, they're kind of so like Notre not, Dame where they they have they're independent. They have to but play they, a certain amount. They play a certain amount type of deal. Yep. 
Okay, like I said, BYU is returning 19 starters, eight on on offense, 11 on defense for uh, Kalani Sataki uh, in his seventh year at the helm of BYU. Uh, I just I was impressed with them last year uh, after losing Zach Wilson to the NFL, and they still won 10 games. They knocked off Utah. I mean, knocked off USC. Uh, some big wins, and, and the, their only losses were to Boise State and Baylor. And I, I can remember that Boise State game. I'm pretty sure I took BYU in that one. I can remember that loss. That was a that was a pretty sure it was a low scoring game. They didn't mm-hmm. play real well. Mm-hmm. It was at Boise State, um, and and Baylor had a phenomenal year last year as well. BYU, you know, there's a lot of excitement. It's got to be going on there. But this is their last year as an independent. They're going to join the Big 12 in 2023. So a lot of good things going on over there. Again, I love the physical brand that they play. This line opened up to 18. It's been bet down to minus 12. Okay. (laughs) So early money came in on South Florida. And at that, you know, I I just think it's at a good number. Um, One thing that does scare me a little bit is a team going down into Florida and, and having to de- deal with that temperature and that humidity that they're going to play at. Mm, so I, I, I expect BYU to get off to a real good start, and I hope they can continue that in the second half. But I just hope the weather doesn't it doesn't become a factor and they kind of wilt, you know, under that heat and allow uh, South Florida to, to, you know, get get inside that number. I don't think, again, I, I think this is, a, this is a game where BYU is going to win. It's whether they're going to cover the 12 or not. South Florida, they haven't been. They they stink. <laughs> I'm shocked that thing opened up at 18. I just saw that right now, and it's been it it was bet down to 12. But that's you know these things come out a long time. Yeah, they're, they're out for for a while. And, and these two teams played last year. Um, don't forget that part. How bad they beat them? Uh, how bad? Well, it was only an eight point win for BYU. I don't know how the game turned out in terms of you know maybe a late score or what, but I don't like yep, that. eight point win at home by BYU. That was the fourth game of the year last year for for these teams. Yep, the fourth game uh, last year. So, I mean, they played somewhat early on a year ago, and now they're playing again early on, this time, obviously, in South Florida. Okay. All right, here we go. Then we, I'm, I'm just going to talk about real quick the Bulls. Yep. Okay. All right, moving over to uh, them with South Florida, uh, led by their head coach, Jeff Scott, in his third season. Uh, you know, he, he he was the former uh, Clemson offensive coordinator where he won two national championships in 2016 and 2018. However, as a head coach, he's 3-18 and 18 in his first two years at South Florida. Obviously, he's been in a rebuild. Um, they returned 19 starters, 10 on offense, 9 on defense. Uh, I just I just feel BYU, w- with what they've, what they've been coming off, you know, 10, 10 wins a season, uh, and they're they're just they 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 crack the top twenty five to start the season, and um, I'm just looking for them to just physically dominate mm-hmm. uh, South Florida. Uh, and like I said er, er, earlier, I am a little concerned about the weather and how they will uh, yeah. BYU will be yeah. able to you know can they sustain that? That's that's my only concern. Because mm-hmm. I I think like you, I think they'll get off to a good start. I think that you know BYU has a chance to just overpower to just run over like a freight train. Um, South Florida in this game, but again, the weather, you know, the the, the long travel, the fact that this is going to be in the NFL stadium at uh, Raymond James Stadium where the Buccaneers play. South Florida is used to that. I don't know if BYU is used to that. Um, the one maybe 
you know factor that can that can balance things out BYU is used to high altitude so you would think that if they're used to high altitude you know humidity is not the same thing but at the same time they're, they're used to you know a, a different atmosphere when they're playing in the game so you know maybe they can make that adjustment much easier than what some other teams could potentially uh, I'm not gonna make a pick yeah. on this I'm not gonna make a pick on this game uh school well, come on you gotta come on you gotta make a pick because you gotta go head to head <laughs> well okay let's uh, now that you said it well, we don't let's, let's, we don't have to go head to head but I'm saying you know you can at least you know what, what do you get at totally, least give a totally. Pick. you you want to yeah trust me I understand and that's what I love to do I, on, I only said I didn't want to make a pick only because I'm actually gonna take South Florida okay okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna take South Florida um it was a Again, a year ago, you can never compare, you know, what happened, you know, the previous matchup in football because there's always a year or two, you know, of time lapse. Um, but South Florida being at home, you know, um, this is a huge year for for their head coach. Um, you know, a lot of not a lot, but a good amount of transfers they have um, that, that I read up on. You know, it is South Florida. You would think that they got a couple of guys in tow, you know, they're able to, you know, be good players for them you know, that, that that originate from the South Florida area. So I'm going to take South Florida at home. It was, again, an eight-point game last year. You know, now it's at 11, 12. I mean, what has changed over the last year where, you know, it has swung three or four points. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take, uh, what are they, the, the, the horn? The bulls. No, the bulls. The Bulls. That's what they are. I'm about to say horn frogs. I'm looking at their freaking <laughs> horns, but they actually are the Bulls. Yes. Oh, and if one th- one thing about it, they probably going to come up with some flashy jerseys. And I always have a soft spot in my heart for a team that has flashy jerseys. So I feel like that makes you play a little bit. <laughs> it makes you play a, a tad bit faster. So we're going head to head on this one. I'm taking South Florida. You're taking BYU. The Cougars. Well- well, well, hopefully those flashy uh, uniforms help with their 123rd ranked defense last year. They gave up 35 points. So <laughs> you can't we'll get any worse. You cannot get we'll any see worse. What happens. Hey, we'll, we'll see what happened. The last game we'll talk about, um, it's got another team from the West Coast traveling all the way across country. And we're talking about Utah, number team. seven, Utah. My team. Yeah, your team, number seven, Utah. They are three-point favorites on the road against Florida. I feel like no one's talking about this game, but I'm telling you, this is going to be the game that I feel like Saturday night, along with the Notre Dame-Ohio State game, this is going to be on flashback. This is going to be on recall. I'm going to be going back and forth. When one is on commercial, I'll be watching the other game. So I'm definitely locked into this Utah-Florida game. Talk about it, man, because you wanted to uh, highlight this game. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just I, I love I love Utah. I love the brand of of, of ball they play. Mm-hmm. Smash mouth, run it down your throats, hit the play action pass on you. Kyle Whittingham, 18th year in Utah. It's a long time. Jeez. A lot of success there. They returned 14 starters, eight on offense, six on defense. Coming off all the hype was on USC, but it was Utah that stole the show last year, winning 10 games, took the conference championship. And they lost the Rose Bowl thriller to Ohio State. I mean, that, that game was a phenomenal game. Uh, they bring back, like I said, 14 starters. And they're looking to, uh, let's be honest. I mean, they, they've, they've had national title talk from the media already this year. Mm. And I did. I did. Mm. I did sprinkle. I sprinkled Utah to win the national championship. Whoa. At, at plus 3,500. <laughs> Nice. 
There you go. You gotta, the youth. You got a dream. You got a dream. You, gotta dream. you, you, gotta, you do it. Here's one thing that's you got about Utah. Now, against as an against a, a, a spread team against the spread team, Utah is one and nine against the spread. Their last ten games in September. That does not fare well in terms of covering the hey, spread. Trends are as made well to be broken, Scoop. They're made sure, to be broken. But you know, the, the bottom line is if they don't buck that trend, you're looking as a as a two and a half point favorite on the road at Florida. I mean, mm. they're. You don't cover that game. Are you going to win by one? I mean, what's the, not many games land right. on one. Right. So, I mean, if they don't cover that spread, you're probably looking at a at a first, you know, week one loss, which still would not you're lose lose early. Right. Right. It's not going to deter the, the the opportunity to still, you know, get possibly make a playoff push. But let's be honest, man. With all the hype, preseason hype with these guys, uh, I mean, I've seen the preseason hype. I don't know if everybody else has. I deep dive into a lot of this stuff. So, are you talking there, Utah? They, there is Utah. A lot of people are yeah. talking that they have an, a legitimate shot of yeah, being the title. You know, least breaking that trend of those of those four teams that are always in this dang playoff. And they they're they're talking that they're gonna. This is a year that Utah could possibly get in there. Okay, I mean and that would be nice. It, I mean, and you look at it. I mean, look at what the Ohio State game and the Utah game last year. I mean, it was a mm-hmm. it was a barn burner, and. and you, Fairly, fairly similar. You know, a lot of guys coming back from both teams there, uh, and you know, who's to say that you know we can't see that again? I think it'd be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. I, I would be rooting for that because again, I'm me like most people like you. We want to see someone different in the final four. Um, if they're only going to keep four, we would love to see someone different than you know your traditional four. Hopefully, yeah. Let's, in the let's, next year let's or two, they expand. You know what I mean? Six yeah, to exactly. Let's make that to at least eight. I mean, more money on. for them. I mean, what are they waiting for? It's a layup. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it doesn't. It, it works for it works for sixteen teams in what all the other levels, right? Of, of football playoffs, college football playoffs, Division two, NAIA, the the one double A's. They all do it. But they're all sixteen teams. Why the heck can't they do it? Yeah, that's that's I another well, topic because you for don't, another day. Like you, you, that's, that's the money grab. It's the money grab. Yeah. If they're worried about all those bowl games that they're going to lose. That's true. But that's, quickly, that's... Quick, quickly over to their opponent, though. Florida Gators, Billy Napier, first year there. Uh, you know what? I don't know what to expect exactly. Uh, it, it, it's it's been, Florida Gators have been a team that's they, they've been living in the past. Let's just be honest. You know, you remind of me of a Notre Dame. You know, right? The Spurrier days and uh, the what the heck? Urban Meyer. I'm Urban, Urban Meyer days. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't had anything going on in, in a while here, so uh, it's definitely a transitional year. Uh, they, but let's just be honest, though. You can't, you can't, can't deny the out. fact. You can't deny the fact that the, the talent that they get at that school. Yep, it's still. Any of those Florida schools are are you know rich with uh with, with talent all over the place. So, and, and that's what that's my that's my hang up, Scoot. That's 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 really my hang up because, well, two things. Number one, I really love Utah. All the fans know, dating back to last year, that's me. Like you, I love their brand of football. I love what they do. I love the fact that every year it seems like no one talks about them. And Kyle Whittingham, he wins every year. Like I feel like he wins the Pac-12. 
once every three years. Like you can count on him with with his recruiting class. They're going to get a Pac-12 title at some point in their career. Like he's that good of a coach. So I really love Utah, man. So I'm I'm all on board with Utah. But then a part of me is like Florida at home, hearing all the hype about Utah. Florida's unranked. I mean, I know they're kind of living in the past, but Florida being unranked, really? Like I know they. I mean. I don't know what they finished last year. I don't even want to spend time looking it up, but they got the quarterback back, Anthony Richardson, who was up and down a little bit last year, but he's talented, man. Very talented. He is really very, very, very talented. Uh, you got Coach Napier who, you know, coming from Louisiana, they were good. Louisiana won 10 games the last two to three years, like consistently. And they always had one of the better defenses. Um, you know, obviously he's only upgrading in talent when he when he makes the move to Florida. So, and the, and the move from Louisiana to Gainesville ain't that far. So, you know, he's used to recruiting those areas. Um, and I actually want to give a shout out to Cameron, Bit Cameron. Uh, he's actually the nephew of my former college roommate. He transferred. He's an offensive lineman. Huge kid. He's like 6'8", 300 pounds. He's huge. Um, he actually went to Louisiana with an Napier, and now he transferred to Florida. So that's a part of it, too, for me. I mean, I, I love both of these teams. I really do. And I think they're both well, going to have really good years this year. It's just tough for me to make a pick. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Here, here's what here's what's the defining for me. Okay, you you spoke about the quarterback Anthony Richardson. Do you want to take a guess at how many passes he threw last year? <laughs> Not a lot. I'm guessing. I mean, what do you what do you think? Just throw throw know. me a number. A hundred. Hundred and fifty. Sixty four passes was all Are that he attempted last. Yes. Five touchdowns. Six. I mean, sorry. Five interceptions six touchdowns now 7.9 yards per carry on 51 attempts so i mean the athleticism you saw you know yeah, my big you talk and play defense man they're known I, for i want i, I want to see is you're taking napier's gonna is taking the jump a big leap let's just be honest from the sun mm-hmm. belt to the sec you know mm-hmm. what is he gonna be able to handle that uh defensively they, they were god awful last year they gave up 6.1 yards per play and almost 31 points a game, so that that has to be that has to be fixed. Can that be fixed in a, in one off season? I, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. this, again, again, this is a game. We you know I spoke when we first started. These these games were not games that I took. The four the four ranked you know the ranked opponents, uh, marquee matchups this week mm-hmm. in week one. If I had to make a play, I, I'm going to take my year 18 coach Willingham. Hmm. Yep. You know, in Utah, road favorites, never easy going into the swamp. But I just think I'm going to take the coaching matchup and I'm going to take the quarterback matchup. Well, you know what? I'm going to do this just for uh, just for giggles. The fact that you, you actually are not you don't have anything on this game. So Nothing this is not. just for fun. You're taking Utah. Two and I hate points. I hate, I hate to go against Utah. Oh, my gosh. I really thought two and Utah two and a half at the at, as we speak. You know what? I'm not going against Utah, man. I'm rooting for Utah too because I I like Utah way too much to try to go against against them in this matchup. No, I'm not doing it. So I'm rolling with Utah. I'm rolling with your school. Uh, let's go Utes, man. Utah Utes. Let's go. Hey, Plus, heck I, yeah, yeah. I, I just love their brand of ball. Their quarterback Cam <laughs> Rising. He's a good player. Um, and they're talented, man. They really are. And I think they're the favorite in this matchup on the road at Ben Hill Stadium for a reason. So 
long I'm travel, other long travel. I'm sure they're going to travel. I mean, you have experience early. being D1 and, and traveling. I'm sure that they're going to go in there earlier. It's a long, it's a long trip for them. They're not traveling the uh, you know late the night uh, night before. No. He, they're they're going to get there early. <laughs> yep, get they'll get there early. Right. Yeah, for sure. So again, I'm, I, I like Kyle winning it. I may talk myself into betting this game. Actually, I may see how some of my earlier come games on, are man, go. come on. That's yeah, that's that's your 35, 35 uh, plus thirty five hundred underdog, man. You got to ride on week yeah. one. Don't uh, again. You don't win a national title in week one. True. And you don't you, you don't uh, you know you don't gain a huge bankroll in week one as well. You got to tread lightly, people. Uh, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So, yep. but. <laughs> You know, I'll see how I feel. I'll tell yeah, you. you feel. When we talk, I'll tell you what I did. I'll tell you exactly okay. what I did with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, hey, we're going to wrap it on that note. Um, you know, longer than we thought this uh, this episode would be tonight, but that's it's for good reason. You know, school, you do a great job. You do you wonderful insight. Um, clearly, you're a passionate college football fan. I got to get you to talk a little NFL at some point. One of oh, these yeah. weeks on the Coast C show. Because uh, I know that season is right around the corner. Uh, but any last things you want to say to the fans out there? Again, wonderful job. Thank you for uh, for coming on the show. Oh, man. I totally appreciate it. This is fun. Uh, I loved it. Nothing better than, uh, you know, taking a half hour to an hour, however it is, you know, talking talking football. I don't care what level it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love it. So, hey, if you're, if you're a new, if you're a guy that's, never made a bet in your life and you're you know it's it's everywhere you look now it's on every commercial it's on they have show tv shows devoted to it yep it's it's fun i mean obviously this is something that you don't want to you know it's fun it's don't risk it all don't put your mortgage on it you don't want to freak yeah if if you're uh, losing sleep over it and you can't make bills this is then you got a problem but no for for all seriousness it's a good time and uh thank thank you for finally getting me on here Finally. i know we talked about it so many times and messed with each other so so much about it but hopefully we'll i'll be back on soon and uh we can chat again because I had, a, I had a great time yeah you definitely you definitely will be back on soon man you're wonderful you're great and uh i know the fans will love this so again scoop for me to you i, th- I thank you for this no oh, you're welcome thank you thank you t all right so as always fans uh from us to you this is me coach t keep showing us love and we'll keep bringing you that funk.